0: How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is Emerging Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike. I hit record. Jay and McLean are here. How are you gents doing? I'm
1: just happy that we can verify that you have hit record.
0: Yep. I'm wonderful. Found a new setting on the Zoom when I was setting up the link. Can automatically record. So now I have more material to hang over your heads because everything we say pre-show, I will have on my computer. Just want to let you guys know that. Feel it's right for me to to notify you that I can and will <laughs> full, hold things over your head if need be. Full disclosure, it's right. I did. A, I got a text from our buddy Jalen Dell. Oh, right? you did, and he said, "Hey, fucking hit record next week so Woodson doesn't get so drunk."
2: <laughs> well, you know what? I, I've got a. I plan this out. Like I know how long it normally is. And I get my two two drinks in. And if I've got to go a whole nother episode, then it's going to be four. And that's probably too many. So
1: well, the the breaks as they do just got a lot shorter in between. Like the intervals started getting a lot tighter. It was like every every nine minutes, Jay just popped up out of the chair and came back.
2: I usually never get out of the chair, hardly ever. But no, but
1: as it got as it got later, there was some absence for sure. So
2: I'm glad that's good for everybody, Mikey, that uh, you figure that button out.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank
2: you. Although I will say that I had a bunch of people comment that said, Hey man, I kind of like the podcast. You're a little sauced and it was kind of fun to listen to everybody (laughs) kind of talk like that. I was like, yeah, well, it is what it is. It happens. Well, McClane was on water. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a tough sober week for me. (laughs) (laughs) You stay sober all week. No, no, no. I mean, uh, a podcast. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I was going to say, holy shit. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: definitely not. I, w- I would have gambled my current house and the house I'm building on that. Yeah, you'd have won. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys drinking
2: tonight? Um, I, um, I actually just opened a bottle of Antique 107. Whoa, welcome to the club. Yeah, that stuff's so good. It is. So I haven't had one for a year or two and just was able to snag one and uh said that tonight's tonight. So I'm going to give it a shot.
0: There we go. God, I love that. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. McLean giggling over
1: just, there. I just can't help watching him drink that incredibly nice bourbon out of that little glass with a pinky up. <laughs> every, every
0: time. Every time. I'm and not gonna it's, lie, it's, gonna it's too small. He can't fit all his fingers on the glass, so he's got a to be it tastes so
2: much better out of this glass. Oh, too funny. You should you too should funny. try it.
1: I'm I'm gonna when we come, I'm coming up. Like I said, non-member invitational. We're doing it.
2: Can't wait. We're gonna create our own tournament.
0: I'm not running it, just in case you're wondering. Speaking of, there will be no this score is, in this tournament.
2: A okay. little, little off topic, but I saw that uh the foundry released its member guest uh i guess you know, members that are that that want a spot i guess yep, it was the, a ra- like a was a raffle or what how did we how did un,
0: unveiled the field today for member guests our big annual member guests that we host every I mean, uh every may how many angry calls did you get saying I, why didn't i get in i didn't get any which it's very eerie that i haven't heard a word from anyone there's gonna be like a revolt i'm gonna show up tomorrow to work and there's gonna be People picketing my my yeah. us at my office.
1: Especially since you said you haven't gotten anything yet. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: eerie. Like I haven't got a single text or call or email saying, like, what
1: the fuck? Why am I on the
0: wait list? So how many, how many guys was it? I didn't count the exact number. We had 82 members sign up for 48 slots. 48 slots. So 96 players. That's the you guys have done the math, and that's the right. That's, amount. It's it's capped. Yeah, we really yeah. can't do any more. Without changing the format drastically and and or slowing up the golf course from a pace of play standpoint a ton, mm-hmm. so we feel like over the years we've we've got it pretty damn good. I, I think we run a damn good member guest and forty eight teams is kind of uh, our sweet spot to get a do bunch of people in.
2: Do you give an, a spot to a like a like like a past champion the last five years or past ten years or something like that?
0: So all of our shareholders automatically get in. Anyone okay. who owns equity in the club. That's fair. Gets an automatic fair. spot. And the defending champ also gets an automatic spot. This year happened to be in the same was also a, a shareholder. So it didn't really yeah. didn't matter.
1: Didn't matter. But are you guys looking at doing a second one the spring and fall? I know I've seen a couple of clubs that ran in that same problem where they had to start doing two.
0: So we do a we do a a a smaller member guest, call it member guest light in the fall in October. Um, it's not as expensive as involved. Um, like I said, it's member guest light. We don't want to cannibalize the main member guests and just replicate the same thing again. We want to make the, you know, our, our traditional one, our invitational in May, you know, unique and the only one we have in the year, but anyone who does get waitlisted gets into the fall two day, little smaller invitational, um, then. So yeah, there's that kind this of. Is-
2: This event is is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? This is
0: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday,
2: Friday, Saturday. So it's
0: a three-day event, though. Three-day event. And so, yeah, Yeah. So we we have made that concession, and and we have a little tournament committee um, made up of a couple of shareholders that we've kind of worked these things out. We did the lottery for all the members listening. It was above board. There was, you know... Mike, no no funny business. Don't, don't let him lie to you. He just picked out his, his I (laughs) tried to, I tried for people to buy me off and they wouldn't do it. (laughs) There was no, there, you know, no frozen envelope (laughs) like the NBA lottery used to do back in the day. Yeah. Uh, It was totally above board.
2: So, I mean, I, I would. I I'm I'm jealous. I would love to one day play in a in member guest. And I, I honestly I don't think I've ever played in one in my entire
0: so my you, entire life. You would need a, a, an official gin active handicap to do that.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, sure. I'll I'll do that and get it ready. I'll shoot a couple of 78s and 79s and 77s <laughs> and get it right, but
0: um sandbagger. Yeah i actually texted jay this i texted jay earlier this year i'm like hey do you want a handicap for any reason and his response was golf question mark i'm like no do you want to walk around with a fucking limp yes golf. i already have
2: a handicap i can't even lift my right arm up past my shoulder so oh, i was like geez. yeah i've got one of those i've got a handicap <laughs> but oh. i mean i would like to play in something like that at, at some point but you know, it's always. It, it, I think I'm. I'm still. I'm close to the point where I, I can. I keep my pro status, but everyone knows that I'm not really a pro. That's that's the trick. It's like, yeah, he's a pro, but he's he's washed up. He's he he's no threat. So then then, then it's okay. <laughs> okay to play in these things. Well, I'm but a. Be, I would have a blast. Pro but, as
0: well. Yeah, I mean, we're all pros. <laughs> <laughs> we you hijacked the segment. Where I haven't even talked about what I'm drinking.
2: Yeah, what are you drinking?
0: I'm just drinking a little Angel's Envy, which oh, oh just a little just, a
1: little, just a little, just a little, casual flex.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was gonna go, I was gonna go, E H Taylor tonight and just do. Ah, I'm on Old Faithful, but <laughs> uh, well, you know, step the game up. <laughs> You've, McLean, got plenty you,
2: of, you've got plenty of bottles at, at your house.
0: I do have plenty I've of bottles. Them. It's not a problem. It's more of a harder time choosing which one I'm going to drink. than
1: I, know. I don't have that issue.
0: You have a lot of Corona light bottles at your house. I'm
2: going to take That's a right. break here. It looks
0: like you
1: start from the left and you move your, move to the right. <laughs> and you keep going depending <laughs> on the row.
0: You'll There's further deeper and deeper into the fridge as you go.
1: That's right. But you work left to right. Yeah. Without question. Okay.
0: I like it. Jay, do you need to go get another bourbon already?
2: Uh, maybe in a second.
0: Okay. So we might lose Jay here in a second. But let's um I'm quick, let's let's get into a little golf. I will say to all the listeners, I didn't watch a ton. I was a little disconnected from the world this week. Um caught bits and pieces of it here and there, but didn't see a ton of the action, saw some highlights, and followed on social media and read up and that kind of thing. But Scotty Scheffler wins the arnold palmer invitational at bay hill second win in what three events for scotty kind of cool moves up to number five in the world okay. you know so we were talking man he needs to start winning he's playing a lot had a lot of high finishes playing really well Ryder cupper someone on this podcast picked him to win phoenix and now the the, the floodgates are open who is that someone i don't know some guy named mike <laughs> We got a couple of winners this year, whatever. Not big
2: um, deal. no, I, I mean, he's got the right mentality, I think. Um, he's got that kind of you know, F you kind of I, this is the way I do it. He's not concerned with what in everyone's opinion um, of him, which I think is that's that's crucial to to take your game to like that elite level. Like, you just have to have that ultimate confidence in yourself. And I feel like he he has it, he does have a kind of a unique golf swing and a unique game but it it was a it was a per, it was a perfect match for this setup um, he was 55th out of 77 guys in driving accuracy but it was top 10 in greens hitting regulation
0: yeah i think he only hit 5 fairways on sunday
2: yeah i mean he was he was close to last uh, for for the guys who made the cut he was 55 out of 77 guys that made the cut or i guess i guess that's what it was that's the number i read anyway um, so he, he didn't drive it straight. The, the, the rough was cut to four inches. They didn't, they cut it on Wednesday. They didn't cut it again. They said, Hey, we're going to leave it as is, but his type of swing, this up and down kind of vertical V shaped swing that he has is a high ball hitter. A lot of speed was just a perfect combination for the kind of super firm greens. Like I, I see him winning like a, a U.S. open kind of golf course. And this was this was set up like a U.S. Open. I mean, nine under was leading after after thirty six holes and five was it five under that one, five under wins. Yeah, you know. So in
1: true survival mode,
2: hundred yeah, percent. You know, so I mean, it. You, you put all those things together: that type of attitude, that that type of uh, confidence, uh, that type of game. You know, a lot of speed, uh, that, that type of swing. You know, and it all matched up. You know, I think it was, uh, and a a couple. Obviously, a couple other guys could have won if they had done this or that. But he was right in the mix, and I think it was a combination of all those things added together. So, um, it it would not surprise me. Surprise me if he played really well at a the, the really tough golf courses and a U.S. Open style golf course because, you know, he he does he hits it long, but he doesn't hit that straight. But the way things are going these days, it really just it all it all matters how how you can get out of the rough and, and get, get the ball close to the hole. And he, he's, he does a good job of it. And he's a good putter. He seems
0: Uh-oh. he seems very comfortable in his own skin, very comfortable mm-hmm. with the, the player he is, like you were saying. He goes about it his own little way, and he's like, I don't care what you guys think, or it's not the prettiest, most technical golf swing. And if you're going to break it down, you wouldn't teach many people what he does. And But he doesn't care. He's just kind of comfortable. It doesn't really seem like anything bothers him. You know, he never gets too high, never gets too low, just kind of goes and grinds. And sure enough, he's always one of those guys who's just like, oh, there's Scotty Scheffler. He's on the first page of the leaderboard. Like he just shows up like unannounced, like, hey, here I am. Um,
1: and he's then, like you said, a in, in a
0: course like this, he just kind of outlasted everyone. He's I a mean, mix a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he is a, uh, and I, obviously something that we, we've talked about a lot here, but uh he without a question is a complete golfer and he's one of the best out there. You know, I, I assimilate to him to a little bit of a longer Patrick Cantlay, Patrick Cantlay short games, probably a little better, but Scotty Scheffler is someone who is like you said, consistently in contention in big events. Um, he's not scared to go low. Mr. 59. Um, He's someone who I think we're going to see contend a lot. I think we're going to see a lot more in majors. You know, one of the things that I wondered about, and obviously it's yet to be determined, but did the waste management win just open him up?
0: Good, did it yeah.
1: just free him up? And we may be seeing, <laughs> we may be seeing the beginning of a big year uh, for Scotty Scheffler. Um, we all talk about you know getting that monkey off your back. This guy has put himself in contention a lot until he got his first win and. I don't see any sign of it slowing down. You
0: look at his strokes gain numbers. So he's, he's 73rd off the tee this season, but he's 15th approach to the green 36th around the green 19th putting 15th tee to green and fourth total. And again, obviously two wins, right? I think he's the first time first multi-winner this season on the PGA tour. So obviously you win two events. You're going to be way up there in all these stats, but, You know, even as you look, if you look back last year, putting's his bugaboo, he was 107th in putting in the full season uh, last year, but, you know, 33rd total 21st tee to green. So again, ball striker and pretty good around the greens, 28th around the greens. Um, You know, so his putting has been his his biggest flaw, if you will. And as we know, we talked about in those podcasts. If you can hit it like he does, you can work around that. Yeah, it's not as yeah.
2: it doesn't matter doesn't matter as much. I mean, he's played 26 events in the last year, uh, leading up to uh, dating back to the Players, where he did miss the cut. Uh, but I think that was his first appearance at the Players, so that's always a learning curve out there. That that course, and we'll get into this I know later, but it, it's an, it's an it's it it is an enigma in its own. Um, there's no one player that is made for the players. It's just, it's so difficult, um, all the way through the bag, but regardless, I think I counted 26 events that he's played since last year's players. And he has only missed two cuts and 10 top tens. Um, and three of which were majors. So pretty good. Yeah. The guy is playing some good golf. He's putting himself in, in, in the mix in contention. Um, and you, you're right, McLean. I think he, I think he's kind of put himself in a position where he's like, "Hey, this is what I have to do to win." All right. Well, geez. All right. I'm going to keep doing that and yeah. <laughs> just keep putting himself in in the mix all the time, at least for the foreseeable future. I mean, it's easy to say that, and then you know, uh, it, the golf's so so finicky. You know, you think you got figure
0: it figured out, sure. and then the next day, sure. yeah, he could easily go MC Hammer. Yes, yeah. we so get the players, and you're
1: like, "What the yeah. fuck." Yeah, well, it's funny. So, looking at his stats versus Patrick Cantlay. so, um, off the tee, Cantley's incredible from strokes game perspective. He ranks seventh, and Scotty Scheffler ranks 73rd. Where it surprises me, Patrick Cantlay approach into the green is his worst statistic. Um, uh, for Cantlay. it's one of his better ones. He's 15th, um, 36th around the green. Cantlay's 25th. Putting, though, this is the thing that really surprised me. Putting, he's actually ranked just a little higher. Um, then Patrick Cantley and T to green as well as total, uh, and scoring average. I mean, total strokes gain total is fourth scoring average. He's fifth, um, strokes gained T to green, 15th, putting 19th, uh, Patrick Cantlay is 25th and I consider him one of the best putters on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so the combination of this guy's ball striking abilities and what he's doing on the greens, um, is really impressive, uh, so far this year. And again, I don't see any signs of it slowing down. And through 10 events and and winning twice, you expect to see that putting statistic well, or you expect to see it pretty high up. But again, I I I just don't see any sign of it slowing down. That's
0: why he's winning. That's like we said with these guys, these guys that are just flush it, hit it long, hit a ton of greens, hit it close. Mm -hmm. Once they just putt average, they're gonna win. And you putt great, like he has this year, 19th North Game putting, you're gonna win twice. You know. You know it,
2: no. You're right. You're right, Mike. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. But no, I was just. I look back at, um, you know, Tiger. You know, I know this is. It, 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 we always throw Tiger's name out because it doesn't really. <laughs> whatever stat he had or has, it's it, you can't really compare it to anybody because it's just it's not even real. It's not real life, but. I will say you look back at the stats, and if if you if you look back at Tiger's career in his uh, early part of his career in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, he'll tell you. I mean, we look at his golf swing and how awesome it was, how beautiful and how fluid it was. And you know, again, I, that was right around the time where strokes gain were, was coming around, and they didn't have the stats that they have now. They didn't have the um, a shot uh, the the sh- shot tracer or not shot tracer, but the shot lane. So that wasn't quite there. So we couldn't really dive into the stats, um, but he will say he putted. He didn't, he didn't hit the ball as consistently as he did, you know, in the late two thousands uh, as he did in the early two thousands, he said he putted better than anybody on the planet. Like, and and it's, it's just funny how you see his standard of what good ball striking was. He's still the best ball striker. And he says he putted better than anybody on the planet. It's like what the, no one's going to beat you. Like, no one's going to touch you. No one's going to touch you. You know, and that's kind of what we're saying here. Like if you look at somebody like a Colin Morikawa, you know, who's uh, arguably one of the best ball strikers, and if you give him a putting stroke like Tiger Woods or fearlessness on the greens like Tiger Woods, I mean, then the guy wins at a 40 percent clip like Tiger did in the early two thousands, which is unfathomable. Like who? How can you win? 30 to 40% of your golf firms that you enter. I mean, guys can play a whole career and, and win one event out of 100, 200 events and never win. And they're great, great players. You know, it's just, it's just mind-blowing how that one person can have all, all of those skills, you know, wrapped into one. Yeah.
0: And it's nuts. But So what, what were your thoughts on the setup? this week at bay hill so rory came out invented and you know kind of whined a little bit and I, I love rory to death he's one of my favorite guys out there and, and normally he gives you some great quotes and very thoughtful and and you know he was he doesn't like the setup he thought it was too hard there were some other guys that made comments i was listening to an interview with harry higgs today on another podcast. he says he doesn't play bay hill anymore because of how they set it up he doesn't like it doesn't feel like it prepares him very well and it's not that fair and Doesn't really reward good shots, just kind of punishes bad stuff. And even good stuff gets punished sometimes. I mean, like you said, Jay, nine under was at the 36 hole lead and five under wins. And there's just, you know, essentially carnage on the weekends. And this is kind of what we've seen from Bay Hill the last few years. It's just been tough. You know, the, the, the greens were, they were baked out like midday Friday. I turned the coverage on and I'm like, oh my God, they're already brown. You Know and the rough is thick, luscious ryegrass overseed. And then you had a little wind over the weekend and even more wind on Sunday, and it became crazy. Was it was it too hard? Should they have backed off? Should they have put a little water on the golf course? Should they may have cut the rough? What is Rory's comments valid? I think I think if it doesn't the wind doesn't blow on Sunday, it wouldn't have been as bad. I think that's kind of what made it maybe a little too difficult, but I don't know. I, I can't really decide if I thought it was unfair or not. Again, I'm not hitting the shots out there either, so yeah. Um, you know, I,
2: I I think it's kind of refreshing. You know, again, we we don't we don't see the guys struggle that often. And again, it's, I think it's a little bit more of a uh, a pride issue with these players. Like Rory, he came out. And he he shot seven under the first round, he shot even par on Friday, and then he shot 76, 76 on the weekend. So again, he's trying to validate and save face as to why he shot four over, four over the last two rounds, you know. So I mean, I get his perspective as why as to why he would say that. But as a fan, I mean, I I you know, I don't I don't mind seeing that every now and then. I, I don't mind seeing a little carnage, you know, it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of refreshing to see the guys struggle. We get to see it at the U.S. Open, sometimes at uh, at the players next week, um, but not that often. I mean, rarely will you see a PGA Tour event, 36-hole leader, go backwards on the weekend. It just does, doesn't happen. I mean, no. U.S. Open would be the only other time that would happen. You, yeah, never majors are the only time. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. I mean, I know they did some different things this year at, at, uh, at Bay Hill. So it was kind of a, a change of pace, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's different. I, I don't mind. I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see where I, why these guys would complain because they look bad, you know, they're just trying to save face. You're like, Hey, I, you know, it's not my fault. The course conditions are too tough. You know, I, I couldn't play golf. I couldn't, this was just, You know, Mickey Mouse shit is what they would say, Um, but at the same time, you know, somebody somebody battled through, somebody won. You know, somebody won the tournament. So, yeah, they're all playing the same conditions, so it's not like. and, And I and I've been on I've been on both sides of it. You know, you guys have all played in you know high high golf golf courses golf tournaments, but you know, I think their claim is that it was the setup got so ridiculous that it was so reliant on luck and it didn't reward good shots. That was their complaint. Now, again, it's hard to say unless you're there, like we watch on TV and they're only going to show what they want to show. So we're not going to see every break and every bounce. Um, but it was super firm. It was super fast. Very firm. Yeah. The wind was blowing. So I could, I could see where it could get a little out of, out of control. And you know it is what it is but from a fan watching it it is kind of entertaining to see the guys like and a, I
0: throw a little bit and i think if the if the pj tour officials look at the weather sunday morning and they saw that the wind was going to pick up and be brutal and they said hey let's let's run the sprinklers for a little bit and just put a little moisture in the greens green them up a hair make them just a touch softer and slower yeah. just a hair i'm not saying so dump a bunch of water water on them and overreact to a little wind but they maybe should have known okay this is yeah. gonna get this it's is good. this is tough in general and now we add some wind to it it's gonna be really hard you know maybe yeah. they could have thrown a little water on the greens yeah i wouldn't have been you know upset if they did that and uh, eight under wins versus five under yeah you know yeah
2: no and that's again that's what everyone always complains about. It's like you, you, you can look at the weather forecast and see it says, Oh, okay. We're going to have winds of 20 to 25 miles an hour. Let's, let's water the greens tonight, you know, yeah. cause we know they're going to get baked out tomorrow. Let's, let's try to keep this consistent. Like, I think that's where players are like, well, we played the first two rounds and it was very fair. It was hard, but fair. And now, you know we come up the next day and it's a completely different golf course. The greens are two feet faster and there's there are, no grass on the greens, no grass on the greens and I, we can't hold a uh, an eight iron on the green um, you know i I could see where they that would be an issue for sure.
0: McLean, your thoughts on the course setup?
1: I kind of liked it. I think that it definitely played difficult in certain spots, but I think that. We talk about this all the time. I think that we're seeing courses, um, make the golf course a little bit more difficult with high, rough, smaller fairways, um, narrower fairways, we should say firmness of greens, speed of greens. I think there's certain spots where it's good. I mean, we're still looking at a golf tournament, golf tournament that finished under par. We didn't see something that was steroided out lengthwise to where it was, you know, only, um, only a tournament that could be won by an absolute bomber. Uh, I think at the end of the day, there's going to be some complaining. But if that was a U.S. Open venue, no one would no one would have complained. That's what they expect to see. I think that's what it takes to um, defeat the modern golfer to a certain extent. If I'm if I'm being honest, and it's not necessarily that we want to see them defeated. Um, we don't want to see them go shoot 25 under every week. We want to see them have to take a couple drops. We want to make the course more difficult. I don't think it has to be 8,000 yards to be difficult. I say this every week. I think you can take that golf course and probably soften it up a bit in certain areas and probably still have a really good golf tournament and a really good tournament that probably finishes somewhere around that 10 under mark. I think that's fair for the PGA tour. And that, that doesn't That doesn't mean that, you know, I have any, any problem with where the golf course was, I just think that there are there was a couple of spots that did repel good shots. Part of me enjoyed it. Part of me enjoyed it. Part of me understood the frustration from a player standpoint. But at the same time, when I look back on what I think is a, a fair number, if we're talking about a golf course that it's unfair, everyone's going to shoot fucking over par. I don't want to see over par be, I don't want to see under par be a winning number if the golf course is totally unfair. I, yeah. I call bullshit there. So if we're looking at it to say, all right, we saw what we can turn this golf course into. We don't have to tip those scales that far all the time, but we know that we can, if it gets out of hand and this now gives us the ability to really control it, possibly soften it up in one or two areas that we noticed could have been teetering on unfair, but at the same time, I'm, I'm good with it. I don't, I don't want to hear about it. We, we, we hear about so much stuff and it, it's crazy to think that you have Rory McIlroy bashing the course conditions about it was too tough, but you're one of the best players in the absolute world. You've done this the last three years at this golf tournament, which it's sky high wow. too. like let's, let's, let's not blame the golf course here. Uh, there's other guys that were able to get it done and I, I respect him. I think he he's a pretty level-headed guy at the end of the day, but I don't know. I I don't think he has a lot of a leg to stand on. Everyone had to play the same golf course. At the yeah, end. that's where I look at it.
0: I mean, I'm glad they I'm glad they moved up the 17th tee box because that hole is a bear. From the back tees, it's 2:30. Yeah. Where they put that flag on Sunday, tucked in that little pocket over on the right side of the green, there was that would have been an average of four. On, you know, on that hole, it would have been impossible to hit that green and make par. Uh, they moved it up to like 175 yards or so which made it a little bit easier but it was still hard to get it anywhere close to that so you had about a, a one yard area to land that thing just over the fringe to get that ball close to that hole yeah. if you had the you know coming down the stretch you you want someone to try to hit it close right make a charge there's a those some exciting holes there 16 uh 17 18. And it just was it hard to get it close, and to really even expect someone. It, you were basically thinking, okay, someone's going to have to make a forty footer here if they can make a birdie, yeah. you know. And then you look at eighteen again, similar kind of whole location. of seventeen, tucked over there in that little tongue, and Victor Hovland hits that shot in, needing to make birdie, and it lands in the fringe, rough fringe. I couldn't tell exactly where it landed, and it stayed in the fringe, and it doesn't bo- like how's does that ball not bobble on? If that thing lands on the green. It's probably skating all the way to the back edge, and he's got a downhill slider, you know. So it's just maybe again, the Greens could have been a touch softer where the it wasn't such a fine line to have to land that golf ball in a tabletop area to try to get it close and just becomes a okay. Can you make a 35 footer? Nope. Okay. Great. So I don't mind seeing it again. We were complaining earlier this year about 35 under winning, I don't mind seeing five under win. Yeah, I agree. So, no,
1: I think it. I think it's good, and I think it ends up for a better golf tournament. I mean, on the back nine, we had a golf tournament. You had a bunch of guys with a chance to win, and there was a little bit of survival mode, and it was kind of cool to watch. You saw a guy make a birdie, and they're big birdies all of a sudden. Birdies yeah. aren't the standard, you know that. That's where it's getting out of control when birdies just become ho hum. It almost loses its loses its kind of uh, you know allure, if you will. But when you see what was, when Gary Woodland made that eagle putt. Buddy, he he let out some emotion, and that was that was massive. It was a huge turning point in the event. An Eagle didn't do that if if you're at 30 under par, it doesn't have that same effect. Yeah. So obviously he followed it up with a double and a bogey, which I, I got, I just felt awful for him. That yeah. that botched chip shot on 17 was hard to watch. But uh regardless, I think birdies make more of an impact. I think good shots play more of an impact when you have a tougher course set up. I, I just think that it, it it brings a little bit more drama into the equation.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was it, it's fun. I'm not going to whine for these guys that much. You know, this. Yeah. I mean, and they're on. I think part of it is they're on a tough stretch here at golf courses. It's the season started so easy, and then you get Riviera, to Honda, to Bay Hill, to the Players, to Valspar. It's like it is a bear for these guys. You get some, you get like five weeks in a row of, of some tough golf courses. So part of it might just be like, you know, tired and whiny and like, Oh man, we kind of, we kind of like those
1: 20 under weeks, but well, I'd, I think he could get some rest on that private jet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, not
0: feeling too, too bad for these guys. So, um, any other thoughts on, uh, on the Honda, anyone impress you, not impress you.
1: Now, we can talk about Bay Hill, though. I don't know about the Honda. That was like two weeks ago. but
0: Oh, sorry. How about Bay
1: Hill? And again, great event. I thought we covered the Honda last week, so I didn't know. We did. Were...
0: Yeah, yeah. We did a great <laughs> yeah. job doing that twice. We covered yeah. it <laughs>
1: twice, actually. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we need to go do it
0: again, now that I think about it. Sorry. Any other thoughts, follow-up thoughts on Bay Hill and the Arnold Palmer Invitational?
1: Um, rest in peace, Arnold Palmer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Simple as that. The guy's the man. Was the man.
2: He's, he was the man.
0: Um, one of my man. One of my highlights is meeting Arnie at Bay Hill uh, back in That's I don't cool. remember what year it was, but it was it was cool. It was just a fun and experience.
2: Was, and everyone that I've you know talked to, obviously we had Curtis on on the pod you know last year, and he talked about I, I, this was the this was one of the coolest compliments. You know, you, you're talking about a, a hall of famer, a two time U.S. Open champion, the first player to win a million dollars in a year. I mean, his stud in his own right, Curtis Strange, say for him to say, you know, you you always have this this uh, this level of of how you view your idols. And then when you meet them in person, typically they fall short. And he said, Arnold Palmer was everything and more, you know, of what you thought and dreamt he would be, which I thought it was that's a really cool compliment, you know, for, for somebody like with. With uh Curtis's pedigree to say that about Arnie is like he was he was everything that you thought he would be and more. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. And I well, haven't heard any different from anyone else. They've all said the same thing about him.
1: Well, and also how he addressed him, you know, constantly still calls him Mr. Palmer. Yeah, uh, a sign of respect. And I think that's something that uh it shows a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hell, he even got choked up at one point talking about him.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Did, was that
0: on one of the podcasts
2: that we didn't go to
0: record, episode. or was that yeah. one of the ones that we did record? Yep no um that i think that one was actually recorded jay
1: <laughs> go fuck yourself well, it's a crapshoot these days okay
2: huh, <laughs> not anymore we got the auto no, record set no. up
1: our record
0: auto is, is good until i forget to hit the auto record next week and uh not 100 percent foolproof but we're getting close i love it <laughs> <laughs> so um some other news that came out this week officially tiger woods Wins the pip. We've been waiting for this. It's been teased. Our boy, Phil Mickelson, came out and said he won the thing. He didn't. And then didn't. he lied. as a liar. And, and then Tiger, which made me love the guy even more, responds <laughs> on social media to Phil's message from back in early January about him winning it. And Tiger just gave, like the arms up, shrugged, and said, whoops, whoops, to <laughs> Phil. I wonder if he got blocked. I wonder if Phil blocked Tiger. No way been blocking no everyone way. else.
2: No way. I, I think I think I think it was all in good fun between those two. I think at this point they're
0: both kind of like like poking poking fun at each other. Uh so um, yeah, tiger wins eight million dollars. I thought one of the caveats is, was we, have, is we he had we had to play an dollars. What does he need eight million dollars for? I mean he he doesn't, but he also deserves to win this like the next uh-oh. 10 years.
2: Sure. I mean, who is gonna beat him? That's what I mean. It's like you set this thing up and it's like I get it, but you're setting it up for for the the most the most the the wealthiest golfer to ever live. And you're setting the system up for him to keep getting it. Like it's and he's not he didn't play a single event in the whole year. Like they need to.
0: I, I thought that a, was a rule that he had to play something. Like it
2: should be. They need to fix. They need to. They need a, definitely need to edit it. I mean, I, I understand that it was. The, it again, the concept was good, but you know, not to not to go down this. But the PJ Tour, obviously, there's always things that can get better, and, and people need to ask questions and say, hey, let's fix this. Um, th- That, I think, is bullshit. I, I do think that he is a very impactful player, but he didn't even play. You know, you're giving a guy $8 million who's worth a billion dollars, and you've got another guy who finished third, fourth, or fifth on the list. That $8 million will go a long way in, and and really – it really can solidify their allegiance to the PGA tour by winning that.
1: Well, that's where I think some of Tiger's payday could, could be possibly coming from. And I'm again, devil's advocate throwing out there. I have no, no knowledge of this, but if you're looking at protecting your biggest asset, when you suddenly have a threat that you never had before and you, and you can't pay them any other way, they, man, you hadn't hit a shot, but you do move the needle more than anyone else. Toss them eight.
2: Yeah. I mean, I still think as much as Tiger makes, I still think he still wants to make $8 million. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, all these guys want the money and none of these, yeah. I mean, none of these guys in this top 10 that got paid are, are hurting for money. You got Woods, Mickelson, McElroy, Spieth, DeChambeau, Thomas, Johnson, Kepka, Rom, Bubba Watson. Who was the really weird one in the list for me? I'm like, how the hell does Bubba did he Watson
1: even get on there? That that I agree with that. People
2: love Bubba Watson, dude. They I they don't they love Bubba Watson because he's such a weird character. I, really, I don't, I don't really, really, really do.
0: Really fast mass whole minute. This is to the, all the fans of golf. Man, you guys are chumps. You guys have fallen for Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson, like two of the biggest fan favorites, and they're like two of the biggest douchebags behind the scenes in the PGA Tour. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Get it together. But yeah, he's together. I don't know. And again, so here's all these ratings. So Daniel Rappaport of Golf Digest put out these ratings of where they scored in these categories. So there's five different categories: Google searches, I guess, meltwater whatever that is, Nielsen, which is TV ratings, Q score, don't know what that means. MVP index, don't know what that means. But like Bubba ranked high, he was number one in MVP index. He was number three in his Q score. I don't know, we look at Tiger was number one in Google, number one in Meltwater, number 43 in Nielsen, because he wasn't on TV, number one in Q score, and number eight in MVP index. Again, I don't know exactly how they factor these in or what the hell they're even measuring. but. Again, social media is involved in one of those, some form of fashion. I know Bubba's got a huge social media following. He's on TikTok and all this kind of shit. But yeah, he was he was the weird one that jumped on on that list. I'm like, what, Bubba? What the hell? No, he's a he's
2: a character. I mean, it's you know, it's you know, obviously that's what that's the difference. It's there to like, what's your what's your impact? You know on on, one general public and he's he's he does make an impact for good or for 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 bad you know he people want to watch and see what he does like i i'm not gonna lie i i do kind of tune in to bubba to see if he's gonna miss a putt three footer and look and turn in his caddy and complain you know i i just think that's the most bizarre thing on the planet (laughs) when you know, you, miss, you missed you miss a three footer, and you're gonna turn and look at your caddy, and you know, look at your putter, and then look at your caddy, and the and I was like, well, he didn't do it. There's nothing wrong with your putter. You just you hit a bad putt. Like, is that's it? You know, but that's 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 his that's his mo. And I mean, that uh, people like kind of watch it. I, I kind of
0: like to watch it. I mean, it's different. Speaking, speaking of missing a short putt, let's go back to Bay Hill. Did you guys see Rom miss that ten inch putt? Hmm. Did anyone get an explanation of why that happened? He hit it three inches. It, it, it doesn't, even, it's, it doesn't almost make... Like explanation. He, it's it like was like It's like a was, pump fake.
1: Yeah, it was an absolute just loss of brain cells.
0: I was like, holy hell. I started going around social media. I'm like, this can't be... Like, what the hell and happened the, to and him? And then he looked at his putter like... What yeah. So, like, wipe his of stuff putter, off the
2: face. Like, oh, dude, it wasn't the putter. You... <laughs> You, you you just stopped right at impact, and so, I mean so, I'm not gonna come. I've done the same thing. The I mean dumb shit. You just have a brain fart, and you're like, "What did I just do? Like, why did I do that?"
0: This is why I'm an advocate for when I play golf against all my members to hole it all out, guys. I'm, I don't want to give you anything because you're a 15 handicap for a reason. You're gonna miss some of those. Number one player in the world just missed a 10 inch putt.
2: Yeah, I agree. Put it in the but, hole, but th- at the same time. Now you're gonna. Now your four three forty five rounds go to four
0: thirty. Yeah, good good point. <laughs> good point. Because um, speaking got- speaking of for for members and and amateurs and, and golfers listening, we talked a few months ago about managing your expectations and how good these guys actually are versus what you think. Hovland, did you hear his bunker stat this weekend? Mm, no, three of thirteen out of the bunker, greenside bunkers. Not good, not great for someone who lost by one. Not very good. Oh, and Victor Hovland, don't don't leave it short on eighteen when you have the putt to tie.
1: Oh, like uh, like,
0: like two feet short. It's one thing to leave it, like leave it like five six you, inches short. It was all You know what's you know what's funny though?
2: You look at it's you look at one uh, a certain a certain player and what they're really good at at one point in their uh, one part of their game. So like Victor Hovland, great iron player. Uh, great driver of the golf ball. Um, he really leans the really leans the shaft coming through on on his iron shots, and with his driver a little bit too, which helps him drive it straight. He doesn't. He's not the longest guy out there, but pretty long. Um, but that that technique doesn't translate over into chipping and bunker play. Like it's the opposite. So you look at guys who are kind of pickers of the golf ball with their irons and uh, high ball hitters with their driver, they're good bunker players. And it just, it, it just, it's, it's so consistent all the way through for these guys. And it, there's a select few that are able to, they're, they're so neutral all the way through uh the driver, you know, iron play, short game, you know, uh, bunker play that they can do a little bit of everything. It just does, doesn't happen very often. Most of the guys have some weakness and it's because they rely so heavily on one part of their game it hurts another part. And and obviously we've talked about his chipping and his obviously bunker play is now one that's popped up, but the way that he, the way, the way that he hits his, his irons and the way he hits his driver, it makes it really difficult for him to be a great chipper and a great bunker player. Like he's going to have to, for him to be a great chipper and a great bunker player, he'd have to go completely uh, against what he already knows and, and in terms of how to, yeah, his to hands, along. his, his hands just don't want to yeah. work
0: that way. Don't want to work in
2: the release. And it's tough. And I think Tiger got into that. So if you look back at like a late nineties, early two thousands, Tiger, he had a, it was a pretty free flowing swing, a lot of wrist action, way more than he has now. And then if you look back at, um, I guess it was probably in the early, I guess it was the early teens. Can we even say that now? Like the early teens, or we're we're in that we're in that sure, I'm sure. sure we can say that. But you know when he was kind of struggling with his chipping, you could see he was really dragging that handle through. He had a lot of lean. He was still a great iron player, but more more shaft lean at impact with his irons than he ever had. And he then he started to really struggle with his chipping. And then obviously he Tiger, he's, he's gonna figure it out. Yeah. Uh, obviously and he, he kind of got it all together and you can look and you can look and see the differences. You guys can pull up the YouTube videos, you can pull it up from the early teens, uh, mid teens where he was struggling mm-hmm. with his chipping and then look at his golf swing and how it was. And now look at it, look at, look at where it is now. Um, Much free, much more free fl- flowing swing, free flowing release. And now he's obviously chipping and pitching the way that he always did. I, well, I should say now, I mean, he hasn't done anything in a year, but the yeah. last couple yeah. of years. Um, but it it just back to the point, it's, it's just, they, they, they build on each other. You know, these guys are kind of, some of them pigeonhole themselves and, and, for certain parts of their game, you know, Hey, this is what I'm good at. I'm a great iron player. This is why I'm a good iron player. I have a lot of shaft I hit the ball solid. I know this is not going to make me a great chipper, but I'm going to take what I take what I can get. And we've all said this being a great iron player, you're better off to be a great iron player and be okay. Chipper. Okay. Bunker player. Um, then vice versa. Um, so, I mean, Hovland's not a great bunker player. Three out of thirteen, and he's finishing the top ten in the last three weeks.
0: Yeah, number three in the world's so okay. Yeah.
2: Okay, uh, that that may be the right formula.
0: I don't know. <laughs> uh, sorry, I I kind of got off from the pip discussion um, with those items. But anything other anything else on the pip? I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, I don't know what the solution is or. I'm sure they'll refine it and make it different, but yeah. needs to be, needs to be, I, needs to be fixed.
1: I do agree. I think you do. You need to pay to participate. Yeah. Play to participate. Sorry, not pay to participate, but yeah, oh, you, you need to play to participate.
2: I'll pay to participate.
1: <laughs> that, that's I, called, what? that's called mini tours, Jay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've done that.
1: Yeah, I've done right?
2: my fair share of that shit.
1: Right? Fuck that. Yep. You have too. Well, not as much as you did, but I, I, I figured no, it out you, you, what you're saying is you're smarter than I did. You didn't waste as much money as I did. No, I, I figured <laughs> out that I got paid a lot better to sell them than I do to use them. Mm-hmm. So I, I've only used that line about a million times, but yeah, yeah. The problem was Mike, I was my server knowledge. I like, yeah, I fucking heard it before, yeah. Yeah.
2: I was just good enough to, you know, I was like right on the fringe, but not good enough to really make it, make it worthwhile. But yeah, you're right. hundred percent.
0: All right. So this takes me to my next story, Jay. It kind of leads into here. Do you know Ryan Brem at all? Uh, yes, I actually
1: do. I so do know
0: for, Ryan for our listeners, if you probably weren't paying attention to the Puerto Rico open, which was a PJ tour event this week, it was opposite field of the Bay Hill. Of Arnold Palmer Invitational. So a lesser quality field, Bay Hills, an invitational, elevated field, a little bit of a smaller field. Ryan Brem was playing on a minor medical exemption. He had the WD with COVID last year. He was going to play in the two man event with Joel Damon, the Zurich Classic in New Orleans. The COVID had WD. So he put in, he's a Corn Ferry Tour member, and he put in with the PGA Tour. For a medical exemption because he missed an event. And they basically said, Well, you missed one event, we'll give you one event. So, in order to get his PJ Tour status with this one event, he had to win or come in solo second. With his <laughs> wife on the bag, he wins in I any mean, runaway fashion. <laughs> it's just bizarre. I happened to hear this story on Thursday because he played well on Thursday. He was playing with our boy, Callum Taron. Thursday, Friday, who Callum actually played well As um, and shot uh, I think it was T5 for Callum, but I caught the story on Thursday and I was like, wow, this is awesome. I And I just kind of followed along. I didn't watch much of the coverage, but I kept on going to the PGA Tour app and look at the leaderboard. Got his wife on the bag. I think he only made one bogey all week. Wins. Two-year exemption. He's in the players this week. He's in the Masters. Like, how badass of a story is that? Like, hey, dude, you get one event, you got to win. Okay, it's
2: it's. It, I mean, I I kind of obviously when you sent that, uh, we we kind of sent a review here for the, you know, for the podcast. I kind of went back and looked at so I didn't realize that that was the case that he <laughs> that he had to basically win it for a second. Um, but you know, he he's been out there. You know, he's been off and on the PJ tour for you know ten years. Yeah, I think he's got sixty-seven
0: PJ yeah. tour starts.
2: I mean, we played a lot of mini tour golf together. Um, he's from Michigan, Michigan State University. Big guy, six
1: four. Assistant coach for them too.
2: He did. He was he assistant coach for a little while. I mean, when we played together. So I we used to play we used to get these matches together and, and these names won't mean anything to anybody. Um but we would we would play umbrella which we've talked about on this on this pod before. But I one one uh one in particular was it was myself Brent Long who's from uh Tennessee. Uh Brandon Brown from Kentucky and Ryan Brem. So this this these four guys were Arguably, I'm I'm throwing my I'm throwing my name in this list here, but these guys were four of the longest guys on the you know any of the mini tours. I mean, these guys smashed it. And Brian uh, uh, Brandon Brown is five eight. He, they call him they call him Mighty Mouse. Uh, and then Brian uh, Ryan Brim is six four. And then Brent Long is six four, six five. I mean, we these I mean we had some epic matches. I mean, we're talking guys just smashing it, playing umbrella, and the games were just they got so intense. Um, and I was probably the shortest guy of all these guys, to be honest with you, because they they all killed it. But I mean, you're I mean, it was fun, fun games with when you when you've got guys that are that that skilled and they're and they hit it that long. I mean, you get some really intense matches, and especially with Umbrella, we, we, which we've explained, and that game is is super fun. Everyone has to play well, um, but, but we play a lot with Ryan Bram and uh, good dude. Haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't seen him since, um, I guess, Q School of twenty. 20- I guess it was twenty fifteen was the last time I saw him, and he I think he got through that year, and that's kind of when he he's you know spent his time between you know corn ferry and PJ tour. But um it's cool to see he was a good dude, great dude. I haven't talked to him in a while, and I uh, you know super excited for him. um Just super laid back guy, but just uh, uber talented. Like he was one of those guys, kind of like we've talked about Tony Finau. Like he always toned it down, like with how far he hit it. Like he could hit it three eighty. I mean, he's six, four long arms. I mean, he could just smash it if he wanted to. And he was like, ah, I'll just hit it three thirty. You know, I'll hit my, i hit my two iron, you know, 300. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm in my driver 300, you know, as hard as I can. And you're just hitting your two iron. But
1: uh, no, I, I remember playing in a Hooters tour event with him. And it's funny you say that because I only remember one shot and it was it's country club, of South Carolina, second hole, apart par yeah. five. And the back tee is back there in like, it's surrounded by trees. I mean, it's back there in like a little tunnel, almost of trees and everything. And he hit this ball 80 yards by the rest of the group. I mean, just smoked. it. It It's a dog. He just smokes this draw down there and he went ahead and let one go. And I just remember the sound and getting up there and looking where his ball was. That's the only shot I I remember of the time we played with him. I I said, no, I played a, a Hooters event with him. The only time I've met him, but uh, it's been fun to watch him. And Jay, I know you've got some guys like that as well, and you know I've got a couple. But, but, um, it's, but it's cool to watch guys. Cool. I mean, it's get, be successful without question. Yeah.
2: I mean, you, you you're right. I mean, McLean, you, you see these guys that you know. I mean, granted, they not they may not remember you know you or me or sure, but but you you played around of golf with them and um you, you saw it firsthand. I think that's what's cool. I mean, granted, are you know they. Tiger Woods or Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus, you know, maybe not, but they're still playing on the the, the greatest stage and winning on the PGA tour. I mean, that's one of the coolest things. And um, just to kind of, you, you, to be able to kind of recollect and, and bring back those memories of, of who those people are and any inside scoop on, um, on them as a person outside of what you see on TV is always, always kind of cool. And, Like I said, I wish I had more info on, on Ryan. And we, again, we played a lot. He's a, he's a very down to earth guy, like not a flamboyant guy. So there's nothing, there's no crazy stories about Ryan because he's just, a just easy going guy. You know, he's just real quiet. Just did his thing. It's like a quiet assassin, but, but super talented, uber talented. Um, And I, I'll, I'll be honest with you at the time, you know, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago, I would have thought that he would have won a couple times on the PGA tour by now, you know, you know, you know. people always ask those questions like, you know, who is the most talented person you've played with or the best golfer you ever played with. And you start, you know, you, you go through your list, your Rolodex of all these guys, and you you instantly go to the guys that you play with that are on the PGA tour that have won. And you forget about guys like Ryan Brim, you know, I hate to say that because he was such a, you know, it's just kind of, did his own thing it was quiet he wasn't like in your face but you look back and you're like god this guy was fucking good like I mean, he was so good you know you're like i i mean i'm not surprised that he won i'm surprised that he didn't win more more times you know because he's that good you know that's 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 what's kind of cool and you to go back you know for 20 years of playing golf with all these guys i mean between you know bubba watson and you know, all these other guys that you've know, played same the same tournaments. Tony Finau, obviously, he's probably a household name. But all the guys that I've been, I've been associated with, and it, there's there's a, another twenty guys that that didn't make it on the PJ tour that I've probably forgotten about. That if they their name popped up, I'm like, oh man, that guy's incredible. You know, it, that's that's what's tough about you know miniature mini tour golf. And McLean, you've done it. You know, uh, and and Mike, you've played a lot of PJ's. PJ se- uh, section events with guys who were mini tour guys um, that didn't make it for whatever reason, you know, whether they, you know, c- couldn't make it to the next level a financial thing or whatever it is, but the, the amount of guys that are uh, just super skillful. And then you, you play with a guy like that. You're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing, which is kind of cool. It's fun to play with people. Yeah. Like
0: that. It was just an awesome, awesome story. Just the balls to go out and do that is just, oh, and to that... just stomp the field, only make one bogey. You know, it was, it was some pretty tough conditions too down there in Puerto Rico yesterday. It was kind of raining, windy. He didn't, he didn't care. It was like I'm just going to extend my lead.
2: That's so awesome. Make it
0: comfy coming down the finish, and not having to worry about it and stress. Be able to enjoy it with his wife. So yeah, just cool, cool story. That, uh, that popped up on the radar that most people probably missed unless they're junkies like us. so <laughs> um, let's let's get into this week's event the players the fifth major essentially, probably the best field in golf. We've had a lot of field discussions and strength of field discussions this, this year with the whole Saudi thing and getting all the top guys together. There are four oh, guys. We're not going the, down that rabbit hole, Mike. No, said. no, 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 no. We're moving. not going down. it. I'm just saying we've Keep talked moving. about.
1: Okay.
0: There's a, a very strong field, strongest field in golf, although we do have four guys in the top 50 that are not playing. Um, Phil's on his suspension. <clears throat> sorry. I mean, hiatus. Um, <laughs> Bryson's on his suspension. sorry. I mean, he's hurt. And then uh, Kevin Nas out, I think, with an injury. And so with same with Harris English. So four of the top fifty aren't in the field. But hold on typically. before
2: you before you, I know, I know you're right in the middle of no, something. Go ahead.
0: But I will.
2: I will say that I, I was I was disappointed, and again, this is nothing new, and I'm sure you guys will comment. But Bryson played in the the Seminole Pro Am uh, in Florida this week, but he said he couldn't compete in the PGA Tour event because he was only at ninety percent. Yet he played in the Pro Am. Like if if you can't compete, you can't compete.
1: I didn't see him sign his scorecard at Seminole Pro Am. I just know the day before he was he was there. He played. It certainly certainly seems that way. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. But I think
2: it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't sign his card because he wanted to make sure everybody knows that hey, I didn't play or I I didn't I couldn't finish because I was hurt. Um, I mean, I I don't know that. that, And again, that goes that goes along with everything that we've said with him. And again, I, I, I commend him because he's, he's eccentric and he pushes the envelope. Um, he wants to try to uh, invoke change and he's doing some stuff. He's always trying to do something that's different, but like, dude, you're a professional golfer. You get paid to play golf. Like, don't give me this bullshit that you can't play because you're hurt. If you're hurt, don't, if don't freaking play in a pro am, I can't play. I'm hurt. Don't say you're ninety percent, you know, and and then you go play in a pro am. Like if you if you can't play, you can't play. Like it's not like you don't see an NBA player saying I'm hurt, I can't play, but he goes and plays in a a it's charity event, game. a pickup game. Like hey, you're hurt, you can't play. You know that that's bullshit to me. Like if I were a sponsor and I saw that he played in that in that 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 event, I would be you're, like,
0: you're the defending champion at Bay Hill, I would be pissed
2: you know? And I mean, I, again, I'm,
1: well, you I if like I'm no going money. on
2: a, a, is there a vassal minute like Virginia, Virginia <laughs> wow. asshole minute? Yes. Like I, that shit bothers Let's me because I, I feel like as a pro you have, and especially in his situation, how much money he's making for, for, from sponsors for playing golf. Like don't forget why you're there. Like, The reason you make that much money in sponsorship dollars is because people want to watch you play, not because you're cool. And you, you send, you know, a minute and a half long, um, you know, Instagram messages about why you are not ready to play. Uh, They pay you because you, you play golf. That's it. Like, I don't, other than that, that's it. We don't care. So for you to give that, that bullshit, I, I was, when he first, put that instagram post out i was like this is really extended and long like this could have been a 10 second thing um but i'm like okay give it the benefit of the doubt and then i see that he plays in that event i'm like that's that's shit dude
0: that's well, just, just to say, just say you don't
2: want to play in it just say "Hey, i don't want to play in the bay Area. I'll, I'll play next week
0: and to be yeah. say you're 90 percent. if you're 90 percent, you play
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, geez, how many That's NFL or we NBA were. players
0: are like 60% and play? Yeah, like if you're 90%, you play. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that are dinged up in some form or fashion on the PGA Tour. And, and I'm, let's just keep it to golf, right? Yeah, it's 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 easy to say all these other sports, they don't they all pretty much all play, especially towards the end of these seasons, not being 100%. But I'm sure there's plenty of golfers on the PGA Tour that aren't 100% all the time, and they play. Like, I, I don't know. That's bullshit. So,
2: so there's something else that was going on. If if that were really the case, then he wouldn't have played at Seminole. So some th- th- again, we as fans, we we want the truth, you know. And that's why I like Sergio because he tells the truth. You guys don't like him, but he he just speaks his mind, and he and he's usually not lying. You may not like what yeah. he says, but he's usually pretty truthful. This, I hate this bullshit. I hate, I hate this shit. Like tell me what's going on. If you, if you're hurt, you're hurt. Don't go play in a pro-am, you know, that, that to me, like your credibility drops down a lot from that shit. So I know you love that. You want anybody? I love it. I I know you love that people just like bashing Bryce and you're like, yes, let's go
0: again. Everyone just seeing what I've seen for years now. It's just people are just catching up to me here, Jay, with Phil and Bryson and all those kind of stuff. (laughs) I'm on the right side of history, and people are just finally starting to see. No, Phil, Phil's that's pretty pretty obvious. Everyone, everyone, at least I I've been
2: I've known that for 15 years. Bryson, yeah, I, I, you know, I I knew that he was kind of a bullshitter, but I didn't think he would. I didn't I didn't think he would sacrifice, you know, playing playing in tournaments and competing for whatever other extra yeah
0: you start to you start to question or are, what kind of competitor are you yeah so yeah. like man I, I like that he, doesn't probably, he doesn't want to play because he doesn't want to worry about being looking looking bad and having a and missing the cut and hurting his brand like all that kind of bullshit like yeah, i don't know but what
2: what happens if you don't have those sponsorship dollars like and you have to play then you play like if yeah. say they say hey there's no sponsorship dollars nothing to fall back if, on if you you know hey you need to play in this event to finish in the top 10 on the money list you play Yeah, that's top really 20 fucking them.
0: Yeah. So. I love it, Jay. I love that you're bashing someone. I'm all for bashing people. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not I just yeah.
2: I mean, I yeah. am. Yes, I yeah, guess I, mean, I am bashing. I mean, I am because I I I I'm not a fan of it. You know, I I don't I don't like that. I think and I don't know what his uh his motivation was there, but I think based on the 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 post that I saw on Instagram and the fact that he went and played in a pro em right after that's bullshit. I just think that's bullshit. And, and you can give me whatever story you want as to why you made it work. Um, but now that people know you played in it, and you said you couldn't play in the Arnold Palmer because you weren't you weren't healthy, I, just say, "Hey, I don't want to play in that event right now." I, you have and
1: the right yeah, to say that, unless but, there's something else that kept him there. I wouldn't fuck with the ghost of Arnold Palmer like that.
2: But I mean, wouldn't either. <laughs> I wouldn't either.
0: And then he's also skipping an event now. The players that he played awesome at last year, he kind of collapsed in the final round. I think what he finished two, three, maybe last year, but he had the lead through 54 holes, um, which now is the biggest purse in golf. The winner gets, what is it? 3.4, 3.5 million this year, this year. Yep. They raised, they raised the total purse from 15 million to 20 million. It's like 3.4, the 3.6 to the winner this year
1: she's insane
0: so for a guy who wants there
1: more is there more to it in this is he not allowed to compete
0: maybe he he already maybe he already took a giant check from the saudis there was rumors a few weeks ago that he had told people he was never playing again on the pga tour and he hasn't played since maybe he already took a big check from the pga tour and monahan banned him and he's got lawyers working behind the scenes to try to figure it out
2: well there's no i mean again the the one thing with the pga tour is there's there's nothing that says that they have to disclose when a guy is, you know, you know, penalized or suspended, the, 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 they have no right or, or no obligation to disclose that.
1: Yeah, know, we've correct. seen
2: that in the past, like Dustin Johnson,
0: who was hurt for six months for some bullshit, you know. And, and, and I, I know, bet you, I bet you, these players have no. to sign NDAs too when they're, oh, because okay. that you never hear a, a player come out and say, "Oh yeah, I was fine for that," or "Oh yeah, I got suspended for that." You never hear that. Because it's it, it, they're, they're competing.
1: Unless you're Matt Every.
0: Well, well,
1: yeah.
2: But they compete against each other. So if you have a player on your tour that is that, that has conduct that's unbecoming of the PGA Tour and makes them look bad, the PGA Tour doesn't want to tell people that you did that. So if you've got a, a PGA Tour player, Dustin Johnson, who is, has been, um, you know, he did a drug test and found out that he, he has got, you know, whatever drugs in his system speculation they don't want they don't want to they don't want to disclose that to the public because that, that that ruins their their marketing value like we're not going to be able to oh wait if dustin johnson is playing and we know that he did xy and z drugs uh i I don't want to be a part of that i don't want to sponsor that event so they don't disclose that and so they just say quietly hey you can't play for 6 months this is your this is your their, your penalty And the player obviously doesn't want to tell people when they messed up. They're like, Hey, I'm going to just take a little sabbatical. Uh, You know, I'm not going to play. So that's why we've never heard of anyone getting really suspended from the PGA tour, unless it's so obvious that they have to do something. Um, And I think this situation with Bryson, it could be that, that could be in play, you know, Mm -hmm. Hey, we know that you, you were involved with this Saudi tour and, you know, we want you to come back, but right now you need to serve your, your penance here and you need to take, but I think
0: it's definitely potentially the case with Phil. even more So than Bryson. No
2: no question. No question. Hey, Phil, you can't hire lawyers
0: to. Yeah. Draft the the constitution of another league while you're trying to take us down and then also play in our league and take our money.
2: (laughs) Well, I think to that point, to that point, like with the drug test, they have the rights to those, those numbers. Um, but, with with phil like the they knew that this stuff was going to get out like the fact that he had hired lawyers they knew that it was going to get out so they had they had to they had to act first otherwise if they if they waited then they would they would look in in, you know inferior uh, in a sense so they they tried to jump the gun but with with anything with with um you know any drug testing anything like that they they have the rights of that That no one can see that um
0: so they they can Mm kind of say how much or how long and and keep it quiet. All right, so let's let's get into the actual event. The players, I love this week. We you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, Jay. It's it doesn't favor really anyone. There's been all kinds of different winners at this course over the years. Short, long, straight, crooked, good putters, bad putters, good chippers, bad chippers. I mean, it's been a little bit of everything over the years. Uh, that may be starting to change slightly, but I think that's just kind of the players on the PJ tour. Are starting to kind of all go in that one basket of ball strikers like we, we've talked about and maybe a little less around the greens and and putting but um it's a fun event you know it's of course i think everyone watches a lot so we know a lot of the holes on that course we all know the finish 16 17 18 and just it's just a fun fun golf course do you guys like 17 i know some people don't yeah i do yeah i like it
2: i, like it. I think, it's I think a good that good i, I this again we've talked about this with other golf courses like tory pines i do how many holes are i remember coming down the stretch zero 18 that's it but tbc sargrass i remember 15 I remember 16 i remember 17 i remember 18. i mean i remember the end of the tournament which is that's what's fun you know you tune in like what is he going to do in 15. What is he going to do in the par 5-16? What is he going to do in 17, the Island Green? What is he going to do in 18? It's a hard hole. So you tune in to watch. 14's a freaking hard hole, too. 14's like, hard. hard. So you tune in to watch. You know That's what's fun. Um,
1: yeah, I remember 16, 17, and 18 really well. And the thing that I, I remember more than anything that really stuck out to me as the biggest surprise was how tight that drive is on 18. It's it, Oh, it's so tight. And there's nowhere
0: to bail either. Nowhere, nowhere to bail. No,
1: you got to hit it up a Nat's ass.
0: And you can't bail right because then they get those trees there and rough and car paths and it's like,
1: no, bailing right is the only place. I mean, that's the only place you find guys purposely hitting it up there into the right rough and potentially having tree trouble because left you have zero room for error. Oh, well, yeah.
0: So it's, it's, it's fun. Um, It doesn't look like the weather's going to be great. They're calling for thunderstorms Thursday, Friday, Oh. And then the temperatures are going to dip down into the fifties and get windy on the weekend.
2: Yes. That's awesome. That's
0: fine. so it could be, I hope there's not thunderstorm. I'm I'm fine with rain. I'm not playing in it. I just hope there's yeah. not like weather delays, delays and there's yeah. all kinds of, you know, massive delays. One that we can't watch the golf and two, they have to come out and yeah. finish, you know, and play 27 holes and all that kind of stuff. But um,
1: Geez, there is, it. You, you got to be all concerned. There is a cold front coming in. Oh man. Thoughts and prayers. McLean, it's gonna be a high as 70 on
0: sunday that's oh cool. god it's supposed to be like 55
1: up in jacksonville there that's gonna be gnarly that's why i don't live in north florida it'll be 86 <laughs> here on saturday dude it's crazy how big of a difference it is from
2: jacksonville to orlando i mean that's that's two two hours difference yeah run two then, hours south of that yeah you you guys are yeah so you're yeah. you're well you're probably three yeah what are you three three, three hours from jacksonville jacksonville so
1: three and a half are gonna have to saint augustine to the club it's three and a half door to door yeah that's I mean, our that's hub, a so.
2: big difference it's crazy when you get down in florida how big of a difference it is in terms of the weather
0: so yeah again it's obviously a good field uh, i did my DraftKings about six different variations of my team um obviously there's a lot of good players playing so there's a lot of people we want to pick but it is nice that some players are way down and pretty cheap in this field because it's so deep. You know, guys that were playing at the Honda that were 9000 are now like $7,300 this week. So um, who wants to go first? Okay, here's a caveat. When you give your team, yeah, I want you to specify one player that you're going to pick to
1: win. Done. Patrick lay my number one guy at $9,900, <laughs> he's going to fucking win. Okay. just I'm calling it right now. Um, this couldn't be a better track for a guy like him. I, I he drives the ball, like we talked about earlier, seventh on tour and driving accuracy. Strokes, I'm sorry, strokes gained off the tee. Uh, so I expect him to play really well. Let's move on down that list though, because I got a bunch of good players. This is actually one of the teams I'm most excited you're about.
0: You're so excited about this. You, I really, yeah, I you really, yeah I really go, in, go into again. your list, do it really it quickly. Then it, you're getting
1: down 9,000. Jordan Speith. what Don't need to elaborate? Moving down from Jordan Spieth, I run right into a guy who's really hot right now, Mr. Billy Horschel. Got him for eighty one hundred. Moving south from Billy Horschel, my guy, two a Abraham answer seventy (laughs) six hundred. You talk about a course that sets up for a guy like this. I mean, what a great track for him. Um, Moving down from there, a guy who's been playing really well, Matthew Fitzpatrick, ninth last week at the AP. Uh, 10th at Waste Management, 6th at AT AT&T, 12th at The Hero. Uh, The guy's been playing well as a recent, again, European player. I think he's going to play really well in this style of golf course. And then a guy we haven't seen play in a while, but I think someone who's going to just fit in here. Um, I mean, fit in, get him where you fit in, Uh, in there like (laughs) swimwear. uh, Mr. Webb Simpson. Wow. Other golf course that I think just stacks up. And a guy who's comfortable can win on any golf course. Well, he's comfortable winning on any golf course. Some golf courses are more difficult for him. But at the same time, I think this really stacks up well for him.
2: Haven't seen him in a while. What's he, he hasn't Last played? Nice tournament with the was
1: Sony. The Sony. He played the Sony, the Hero. The RSM, the guys played once a month for the past three months. I mean, you talk about that's good work if you can get it.
2: <laughs> that's great. That sounds like a great job.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now I am I am pumped for this squad. I am going to be putting them in, in multiple contests and absolutely losing all my money. <laughs> oh, man. And we're cashing I, this week. We are cashing this week. So I,
0: I had Jordan Spieth on my squad, but I took him out just because he does not play. CPC Sawgrass, well, it doesn't have a great track record there, but I like the Horschel pick, I almost picked Horschel, good pick there, although I don't like Horschel as a person, he just annoys me, but a lot of people annoy me (coughs) so, Jay, you want to go, you want me to go? (coughs) Go for it All right. I'm going to start at the bottom, which I can't believe this is my bottom pick $7,200 he's a 32nd ranked player in the world and his la- some of his last finishes were seventh, twenty sixth, twentieth. Taylor Gooch playing well, plays tough golf course as well. And if I can get the thirty second player in the world at seventy two hundred dollars, can value I'll value play Taylor Gooch. Then I'm going up to Corey Connors, seventy three hundred. Didn't hasn't had a great season. Played well this past week. Uh, came T eleven at Bay Hill. Hits the ball straight. Hits a ton of greens. I like that at Sawgrass. The greens are a little bit smaller, and I'm just hoping he has his normal normal game of hitting a lot of fairways, hitting a lot of greens. So Corey Connor, 7,300. Then I go up. Uh, Gary Woodland starting to round into form. A couple of top fives his last two weeks at the Honda and Bay Hill. Most of my guys have all been on. Re- I'm going recent form here with guys playing well. I don't think. TPC Sawgrass is a game where you find your game. It's going to eat you alive if you're struggling going into it. So Woodland playing well here. I like him on this golf course. Then I go up to Brooks Kepka. Big time golf course, big time event. That's when he steps up.
1: Big time douchebag.
0: Big time douchebag. You're right. Um, but I'm playing well this year, so I like Kepka. I'm going to skip my next guy because my next guy is going to be the winner. I'm going all the way to my top guy who's not going to win, but going to contend $10,700 Colin Morikawa, Just a pure ball striker. He's going to hit a ton of greens. Oh, and by the way, guess who's T4 in strokes gained putting on the PGA Tour this season? I know it's a short, small sample. Colin Morikawa is fourth putting. It's also why he hasn't finished outside the top 10 on the PJ tour this season, if that's okay or not going back to the fall. But my winner should have won a couple of weeks ago, $8,800. Daniel Berger, another golf course. I just think fits his game perfectly. He's going to be chomping at the bit to get after it after kind of blowing that lead, that big lead at Honda two weeks ago. And so I like Daniel Berger, $8,800 as your players champion. Jaybird, you're muted, by the way, if you didn't know that. I am muted. I was coughing. Sorry. <laughs>
2: um, Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good picks there. I was just kind of scrolling through here. And I saw some names that I kind of was looking at. Kevin Nye was one that popped up, but I looked at it, and I was like, nah. Nah. Nah.
0: So I didn't pick him. That's good because he's not in the field. Yeah, he's out.
2: (laughs) So definitely not. He is on. uh, He is on the DraftKings list, but nah, I won't. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of good picks. I mean, you guys. I mean, gosh, this this is the best field in golf. You know, I will say we've we've gone over this a bunch. We don't have to. Not the Bermuda Championship, but. (laughs) This is fun as shit to me. This is like the the event that I look forward to because like every player that wants to be somebody and wants to make some cash is playing in this event. And that's what makes it fun on top of a great golf course with the great, great finishing holes. Like I said, 15, 16, 17, 18, anything can happen. You've got an Eagle on 16. You've got double on 17. You've got birdie double on uh on 18. So, uh, same thing on 17. Birdie double on on 16 or 17, birdie double on 18. You could have birdie double eagle on um uh, on 16. That that's fun golf. And then you throw every great player in the mix. Um that's that's what makes it cool. Um but anyway, I'll jump in. I've got uh starting from the bottom. Now we hear I know you guys have mentioned well, actually, this guy is not on the list. Uh Zach Johnson. Hmm. Your new
1: Ryder Cup, captain. Ryder Cup captain. You know,
2: he he's actually got a decent track record here. Um, hasn't played super great. I mean, he's kind of kind of one of those guys that kind of he's at the tail end of his career, he's kind of hanging on, but um he's only missed uh three cuts in the last 15 years here which I think is great. Again, a, another tough golf course, a guy who's got great golf IQ, good strategy, knows how to keep the ball in play. Good iron player, good wedge player. Um, he, he, is he going to win? Probably not, not at $6,000, but can, if I can sneak out a $6,000, uh, he's at 6,000. If good I can bag sneak bag. out a top 20 from Zach Johnson at 6,000, oh, got a
0: bunch of the top guys. Then. That'd be a home run. Yeah. You're saving um, some bills for some top guys.
2: So I, I kind of like him. Um, I, I do like him. Um, and at 7,400 you've already talked about Gary Woodland coming off a great week last week. Um, again, I'm going to, I'm going to let him ride high on that. He he's, uh, good. He has potential to be a great iron player. He, it's kind of hit or miss. Um, so I'm, I'm really just riding on his, uh, his past performance there. So, I'll give Gary a shot here at the same price tag. Sergio Garcia, seventy four hundred, past winner. Again, we don't have to talk about his his um, prowess, ball, ball facing prowess. He knows how to face the club or face the ball with the club. I'm trying to think of all the different adjectives I can for ball striker, but Sergio Garcia is a ball striker.
1: Face the ball with the club is definitely a new t-shirt.
2: You you've <laughs> got to be able to face the ball. Can you with face the, the ball with the club? With the club, ideally with the club, with the club. Yeah. ideally with the club. That's, a, <laughs> um, that's some insight there. You might get your own golf channel special. <laughs> um, so you know, jumping up, you guys mentioned Billy Horschel. He's playing well again. Another guy who can uh, really face the face the ball with the club. So
1: <laughs> face the ball with the club. <laughs> <laughs> that across the back of the hat, Mike, right here, to the <laughs> ball. Face the ball with the club.
2: Um Victor Hovland, <laughs> Victor Hovlin at ten grand. I, I don't need to go into what he's doing now. Uh, I think that Victor is going to hit seventy-two greens, and he's not going to have to chip or hit a bunker shot. And finish no think he's tie gonna, third. I think. He's gonna, <laughs> He may finish tied third, but I think that would be good for me. I think that's good for what I, what he's good what he's pick early in the
1: week. If you can get it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then my winner, uh, is Rory McIlroy. Wow. Wow. I loved, I, I actually as much as he complained about it, I love the, the confidence that he, the express that he expressed with his game. He, he said, look, I played really well this week. I'm, And and a lot of that could be a facade. It could be, uh, some type of weird narrative that he's created in his head, um, to try to make him feel better about his game. But I don't care if that's what he's doing. I think that's going to make him play. Well, uh, he is playing well, he is swinging well, um, in my opinion, watching him this weekend, I think he's, he's hitting, hitting a lot of great shots, um, maybe his strategy was off this week with the firm firm golf course um but i think he's prefaced himself well for one of the tougher golf courses on the pj tour so uh i think i think uh, uh, Rory
0: wins this week and at 108 um that's going to be the deciding factor Love it so here i'm looking at the payout so definitely 3.6 million to first place
1: Godzilla
0: 2.1 to second place 3.6 that's insane 1.38 to third place fourth place is still making $980,000 that's more than the I
1: bet that's that's what Ryan it. Brim made last week at the yes better. he made $666,000 what What is that fifth place seventh seventh that's incredible
0: seventh is making six seventy-five this week doesn't come
1: with status though
2: Again, I know we we've said in the in past podcasts that money doesn't make a difference, but I mean we're talking about
1: status. Does Ryan Brim's in the field? He's in the field to get two year exemption. He's in, he's in, buddy. That oh. status is real. And it's one of those things. Once you get freed up a little bit, you might find yourself all of a sudden. once you have confirmed work for two years, oh you're free God. right now, buddy. I mean you're fucking free.
0: So free. God, that's an awful a
1: win game. watch out he might be a good pick for this week
0: oh here's random thought this goes back to bay hill i thought of you McLean. did you see pga tour good guy rory sabatini on sunday
1: i'm sorry that's an
0: oxymoron <laughs> <Who'd> that? <laughs> sabatini withdrew i can't remember if it was saturday or sunday
1: Oh yeah, he did. He withdrew and walked the rest of the round. He, he withdrew
0: with a knee injury, a but he didn't he leave didn't the course. Walk. Oh. He walked with his playing partner. What a, what a brutal Von knee Lahiri. injury! You
1: could keep walking. That's awesome. And
0: then he was oh. raking the bunker for him on the 17th. It was wow. immaculate wow. job raking the bunker. I'll say even
1: that. Fucking metal head douche. He does. He actually, he
0: has a medal. He has a silver medal. Head douche. <laughs> I just had to point that out because you hate him so much. And I said, like, man, look at PJ tour. Good guy. What a good guy. Good staying guy. at staying out there.
1: You know, literally said no one ever. That's a good. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> no one fucking ever.
0: All right. Anything else, gents? Oh,
2: no, man. Great week of golf.
0: Yeah, I good. can't wait.
2: Players. It's, this is this is when uh, when the players comes around. This is when I feel like the golf season starts, especially in the last couple of years. Obviously, they moved it, moved it back. To March I and mean, it was in May but yeah. now in the last couple of years when this comes I'm like alright let's get ready this is the first big event of the year Masters follows then we've got the PGA US Open, then you know, US and Open and yeah,
0: yeah. it's uh, it's good when you get the when you get live from every night starting Monday night during a week on yeah. the golf channel you know it's a big week right yeah. they're live on location and yeah, uh, my boy Brandel's up there just spitting fire
2: just irritating the shit out of everybody
0: Maybe that's why I like my I, I irritate a lot of people too. So, you you are a Brandall Chamblee kind of guy. Aren't you? <laughs>
2: you and Brandall are like the same.
0: We're guys. just not afraid to speak our mind. Oh, we man. don't give you the poppycock that all the other people do. And this <laughs> is cliches and shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're, that, that's true. That's true. I, I think I will say that, Brandall, and this is kind of off topic here, but I know I think in the last three or four years, Brandall has really honed in who he is. Like, and and you've mentioned this before, Mike. He's great at researching his topics. And like that's what makes him good. His opinions, I don't think people care about as much. I think we want to hear his research and his his maybe his opinion based off the research, yeah. but yeah. his sole opinion on stuff, I don't care about. Like I don't want to hear his, you know, why he likes somebody, or doesn't like somebody. Just give me, give me the proof. You know and that that I do like listening to that because he does do his research and he's very prepared. Um, and everyone that works on the at, at golf channel has said the same thing. And I yeah. think that part is really cool with him. But
0: you'll you'll uh, definitely if day, you listen you listen to Brandon Shamley, you'll learn something. You'll take something away yeah. from sure, you know, the course that venue that they're playing that week yeah. and some stats and the past winners of that venue and what they do well and what they don't do well, and yeah. Um Again, he's, he's not, he's not got, always right i don't always agree with what he says but i think for the most part i i like him
2: yeah he's gotten away from and for like three to five years he was it was a tiger bash like at any he just would just bash tiger and anything and everything tiger or anybody and i was just like all right man i was like we we get it like he's the greatest player on the planet right now that's like we we don't want to hear you know, yeah i think he was when he over. was
0: up and coming on the golf, channel, he was trying to trying, make a name for himself trying to make his
2: mark. Yeah. Um, but, but obviously he's, he's established he's now that and validated who he is. And I think it, it, it stems from his research and not just his opinion. Um, so anyway, but yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I'm pumped. Can't wait for the weekend. Should be good. Hopefully all of our listeners um, enjoy it after they download like follow subscribe share this podcast with everyone and um yeah enjoy it we'll be back next week to break down uh the players championship all right boys cheers cheers (music)